Thank you, Susie Samajian, for joining Immigrants Making an Impact, the podcast. Susie, introduce yourself to us. Hi, my name is Susie Samarjian and I'm a child of immigrants. My family moved here when I was just two years old. They moved to the United States, specifically to Los Angeles. And I, right now, I am an ESL instructor at a community college and I'm also a poet. Thank you. So at two years old up until now, you have lived in Los Angeles. Take us through the journey what are some of the things that you have been through education seeking growth making friends take us away sure so um my family actually moved here it was basically my family so my family is my two older siblings my mom and my dad but we all came with my grandma and grandpa from my dad's side as well as my uncle's family so they were four so we were a total of 11 and we uh, all packed up left Armenia and came to uh, Los Angeles because it was my my grandpa's uh, dream to live in the United States so I don't have any uh, you know sort of memories of of that journey coming here I just I just know all that through the stories that you know they've told me and Basically, like all my education was here in the United States. I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, and Los Angeles is a very diverse city. So, um, and there is a large community of Armenians, and I I never felt like um like an outsider in in the United States. So I I had a community like I get along with everybody and it's a very diverse city like I said and so you get to interact with um people from all over the world which is beautiful even while growing up I had to I I had a lot of questions about my identity because I didn't always fit in with groups of Armenians who grew up in Armenia for example or fit in with just somebody who was who was from uh, the the United States like uh, a monocultural person so I always had questions about my you know identity and yeah um that that has been my journey throughout my adulthood as well just like questioning my identity who am I where do I fit in who do I what group do I belong to and would you say that you have found your identity or you are still on the quest to find it I think I've finally found my identity. (laughs) I think I realized that I belong to both groups. I belong with uh, any Armenian. I relate to Armenians in a certain way. And I relate to like the American culture because I am, I do identify as Armenian American. So I do identify and belong to a, a group of Americans as well. I've discovered my identity through my writing because I write uh, poetry and I write, I have a newsletter that I have on Substack. So that has helped me discover that I also belong to like this third group, which are people just like me who are multicultural, who might belong to these two different groups. And, but we also belong to this third group where we can relate to those individuals as well who are multicultural. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. We want to know, So on your quest to finding your identity, Susie, can you share with us some steps? How were you able to arrive here? Yeah, you have given us an example that through poetry. 
So mm -hmm. how did you do that? How did you know that through poetry you could find your identity? Um, I've been writing poetry since I was 12. So when I would when I would write, writing always made me reflect on things and it made me see things that I've never seen before. So when you write, you start to think about all these experiences that you have. And then the writing for me has always been a source of like empowering myself. And now it's about empowering, you know, other individuals who have dealt with questions about their identity. And so when I write, I start to notice these things about myself and to be just realizing like, wow, I've been living a very interesting life and it's very beautiful and why not you know why not celebrate that and and in writing I I just start to understand myself like oh okay this is who I am um so that that has really helped me I have heard many people also talk about journaling does mm -hmm. your writing have any connection with journaling I used to journal a lot as a teenager. So I actually, as an elementary school student too, I have diaries and so many journals, so many diaries of just like writing every single day. So I think that has been part of my journey as well and that it has helped me discover myself. So yes, definitely journaling has been very powerful at that stage in my life. As an adult uh, right now, I have two children. I, I tried to start journaling and then it was like, okay, I don't, I can't do it in the morning. Like I need my sleep as well. So um, my poetry is like that because my poetry, I can write it, write it whenever I can. Um, so yeah, journaling and writing poetry have been very powerful to me. Amazing. Tell us about some of the ups and downs that you have gone through as an immigrant. Have you gone through any challenges? Have you had some wins we want to know? Sure, I guess I will start with the challenges. Um, the challenges of growing up as a child of immigrants in the United States is, is that when you're going through the education system, your parents don't have the knowledge about the education system and they can't necessarily help you when you have questions. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember when I was in high school and I needed to fill out a FAFSA, which is fi a financial aid application. Well, I, I can never ask my parents. My parents didn't have the language to help me, even though they took ESL classes, they were learning English, the language on the forms were too complicated for them. So I never got the support in that way or like support with helping me with my homework. Those are all things that I had to learn by myself and do by myself. And um, but my parents were very good examples of people who persevere, who um, give it their all. So I learned a lot from them in that in that way. But in terms of like the education system, how to fill out a job application, how to fill out um, a college application, how to do your uh, FAFSA, like I said, those were all things I had to, I had to learn and uh, seek myself. So even as an adult, you know, when you're applying to jobs, when you don't have someone to reference or somebody to go to, to give you that information, you start from scratch, basically. So those are, I think that has been my um, biggest challenge. Wins. I guess for me, one of the wins, some of like things that I think about is like being the first one, like I was the first one who went to a four year uh, university in my family. 
I am. And then now I'm an ESL instructor, but in our division, I'm the first Armenian American to get this full-time position, which is, you know, pretty rare. And there, so I think that those are some of my wins, but Wonderful. Thank you for sharing and congratulations on that. That is really amazing. And I have a few questions in regards to your challenges and your wins. So mm-hmm. considering the fact that your parents didn't have much knowledge about the education system, what advice, if you have any, would you give to immigrant parents who may be listening? What do they need to know or do when they arrive in a new country with children if they want to help them with the education? I think things have changed a lot since I've been uh, in that system of, you know, like going in, being in high school and applying to college and all that. But um, that telling your children to, you know, ask those questions. I was a very shy person, but I think the resources are there for parents in the in the colleges and sorry in in high schools and there are resources out there that could help them and especially with the internet now there's a lot uh that is available to help and to also reach out to you know reach out to people who who may have already been in those shoes like if you don't have the answers as an immigrant parent maybe you can uh, find somebody like me, for example, who has gone through the system and can uh, serve as a mentor to your child and help your child, like find somebody who can who can guide them. That would be really helpful. Amazing. Thank you. And then talking about you getting to this point of being the only Armenian American doing the kind of job you are doing and the impact that you are making. Take us a little bit through the journey. How were you able to arrive here? What did you study? How were you able to achieve this? If anybody is listening and want to aspire to be like you. Sure. Um, I'm an ESL instructor. So I teach at a community college. I teach uh, English to immigrants and refugees. And um, how did I get here? It was a long journey. I went to a four-year college. I got my bachelor's in linguistics. And I, I basically, uh, you know, took a year off after after finishing college just to reflect on what I wanted to do with my life, uh, what what area I wanted to, you know, invest my time in. And up until then, I was very shy. I didn't ask questions. I didn't get involved in any sort of activities in the college, any clubs, any leadership positions. That never happened because I, I I was just very, very shy. Uh, and I always questioned myself. When I got to grad school, in grad school, I studied to be an ESL instructor. So I got my master's in TESOL. When I got to um, the master's program, it was very competitive. Everybody was very competitive. And there were a few incidents where people were criticizing my work in a very in a very negative way and at that point I just thought you know I need to be a little bit more assertive I need to be more aggressive I need to ask these questions I need to be involved like if I want to get anywhere I cannot stay you know I can't just not talk I have to know people I need to ask questions I need to volunteer and so I started 
getting involved in the college. So um, for the TESOL program, I became the pres- the co-president of the TESOL program. My college professor in the master's program, she actually told me, present at a conference. You know, you have wonderful ideas, present at a conference. She really pushed me uh, in a very good way. Mm. And so I started, you know, presenting at conferences. I started, you know, finding my voice a little And so that was the point where I feel like I changed a lot. I became a completely different person in that I became a little bit more assertive. And then once I got to this position that I have, I because I started as an adjunct, I started part-time in my specific position that I'm working at right now. I'm an ESL instructor and I'm the technology coordinator, but I didn't start off that way. I started off as just an adjunct and I had limited hours, but I would always ask questions. I would always talk to people and show my interest. And then I found out more information. Um, and then when I didn't know something, I would seek that information. Like I didn't know how to, you know, do, nobody had taught me how to write a resume, uh, a resume that could, that could stand out mm-hmm. or a cover letter that could stand out. So um, I went and I seek that information. I, I wasn't shy anymore. So that that's kind of been my journey here and that I've changed and I try to seek that information. That is wonderful. Okay, so in this community, we believe that faith is the foundation that holds the building together. Are you a believer? Do you believe in God? I'm not really religious, mm-hmm. um, but I've always been the type of person who is open to learning more. Um, in my family, we 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 would go to church not very frequently, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm I'm the type of person who is very open, open-minded, and learning from others. Okay, thank you. And what keeps you going when the going gets unbearable and th- and tough? My writing, poetry, or just writing, time to myself, just to think, to reflect. I I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> and those are the things that really have helped me and then community um being surrounded by my family and my loved ones my friends i would say those things wonderful we want to know more about your work and how you are impacting your community take us to how do you serve i mean your current job and if you have any other services that you offer anything that you are doing to make a difference in your community sure um so i was actually reflecting on this a few a few days ago and it was interesting because my parents when they came to the united states they started taking esl classes they started learning english um and working at the same time and um the funny thing is now i am teaching other immigrants english mm. so I feel like I'm serving the community in that way in that I am having a direct impact in their language capabilities and that so I feel like I I am giving back to my parents in a certain way as well and then through my poetry right now I've I'm writing po- uh, poetry about being multicultural mu- multilingual um and I have a newsletter on Substacks uh, called You're a Masterpiece, where I talk about, you know, the basically the journey of being multicultural and multilingual and uh, the identity questions 
and empowering um, those individuals because I think it's it's something that we need to celebrate. We need to be um, we need to have our voices heard. Our experiences are unique. Um, we need to talk about them more. So I feel like in my job, I do that, but I also do it through my poetry and giving back to communities I serve. Thank you for what you do. And I would say keep going and keep making a difference. Thank you. I have a question for you, Susie. So what would you do if you knew you cannot fail? That's an interesting question. I would just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Going at it just, yeah, like if I knew I wasn't going to fail, I would just continue um, taking risks, doing things without worrying about what other people think or how I would be viewed. That is so sweet. Thank you. So it's, um, I have another question for you. What is the most important thing that you would do today to make tomorrow better? I would say share, share things with others, whether, you know, you're sharing um, a meal or sharing a thought or sharing something that you've created. Um, as soon as you start sharing things with others, you find that we're all the same. We really are. We have differences, of course, but um, but that's what makes us all beautiful. And and it's in sharing that we not only find ourselves, but we find others and that we don't feel alone anymore. That is so amazing, sharing. Thank you. Yeah, I think share, like even sharing ideas, mm-hmm. I think it's really impactful. You realize like, People have similar goals and you can work together to make that goal a reality. Wonderful. So it's time to invite our community to support you, Susie. Are you embarking on any project? Um, Do you offer any services? What can we do to support you? The best way to support my work is subscribing to my newsletter uh, called Your Masterpiece on Substacks and following my Instagram page, which is S-U-Z-Y. S poet P O E T uh, following me and my the link to my um substack is in in my bio um just I think we have to uh learn more about and hear more about the multicultural experience and that would uh, really be helpful if you're interested in reading it um, and supporting me in my journey of you know um writing about this and eventually uh, um, getting my poetry published. Yeah, that would be very helpful. Sure. We're going to share in the show notes all the links that will help people connect with you and come and support you. Thank you. And finally, please complete the sentence for us. Immigrants are? Immigrants are resilient. Thank you. This is such an impactful conversation that we have had with you. We are so glad you came, Susie. Uh, I'm thankful for you uh, giving me this opportunity that you've started this uh, podcast. Thank you so much. 